Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Glad so, to be back, brother. So Glad excited. to be back. So, yeah, me too. You no, know, it's good to be back. It's good, it's, good, it's good to be back in the studio with you. Yes, yeah. It is good. To, you know, when you Zoom, it's nice. Yeah. But, uh, Nothing like being in a studio when other. you're doing a show. So I can pick your not. pocket. Maybe you have some money in your right pocket. Yeah. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer Rico Petroselli. Well, thank you. Um, uh, we've, been, we've been away from each other since December. Yeah. We, in Florida. Both in Florida. Yeah. And, you know, when you, get a, when you get his age, you got to go to Florida. So, oh, I didn't, in you the know. winter. <laughs> and, and keep in mind that uh, we both uh, made a decision. Very important decision that we will never freaking drive back from Florida for the rest of our lives. I'm going to say this. If anybody's watching from this, South Carolina has the worst (laughs) roads in the history of the United States. Uh, I can't believe it. Every year, I said they got to fix them now. Did you notice, by the way, did you notice in South Carolina the roadkill? There was Uh, one thing that I saw. I swear to God it was a combination of of like a, a, a pig and a deer. I couldn't deer. identify yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I thought you said you saw an ostrich. Oh, I did. Yeah. That was at a zoo, though. That oh, was at a zoo. Oh, I thought it was roadkill. No, no. <laughs> no, but actually, anyway. Chrissy, real quickly, we, uh, we, I took my grandson, Enzo. We went to this really cool African safari place, right? Yeah. Where you have to leave your, your car windows up because the animals roam. Oh, yeah. This freaking ostrich about Eight feet tall, walks up to the car and starts trying to eat the car. Yeah, to God. They, May God gotta, be they're very dangerous. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. All right, before we uh, bring in, we have a great show today. We've got John Velgos from Cabrella Shipping Insurance. This is a really good concept. John's been on the show before. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Kangaroos, by the way, they're dangerous, aren't they? They are. No. Yes, really. they are. Our main guest, uh, Mike Keyes from SCP Auctions. There is a great auction uh, going on. And then the last 10 minutes, we're bringing in our old pal from Heritage Auctions, Joe Orlando. 15 minutes. Yeah, or whatever. All right, for first, our headlines. Rookie card, Inc. of Baseball icons, Ruth Memorabilia among SCP Auctions headliners. Some of the hobby's best post-war autographed baseball cards are among hundreds of Items expected to find new homes. The SCP Auctions is offering a 1951 Bowman Mickey Mantle with a PSA DNA 10 autograph grade and a signed copy of Roberto Clemente's 1955 Topps Rookie Card. These are the headliners among a collection of dozens of impressive signed cards. Uh, what else? The uh, company spring premiere also includes a signed 1952 Topps Willie Mays with a nine autograph grade. The auction features items from a variety of categories, including trading cards, used items, rare historic photos, autographs, and other memorabilia. But why am I reading the headlines? Because Mike is going to be on, right? No, it's nice, though. No. The, you know. So for more information, we're going to bring Mike Keys in to talk, uh, talk about the whole thing. But... Uh, for more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com, yeah. sportscollectorsdaily. Absolutely. All right, let's bring in our first guest, uh, good guy, John Velgos from Cabrella Shipping. 
I don't like the fact, Rico, that he has a freaking Cubs shirt on. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's because he weeps a lot uh, with the Cubs, <laughs> like we are with the wouldn't Red you, John, wouldn't you just love to see a Cubs-Red Sox World Series? That would be probably the best thing that could ever happen. It would be the, the two of the most um, iconic teams in the sport going after, and there'd be nothing better. And the ballparks. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Over. It would be great. Unfortunately, both tough. teams kind of sucked this year, but we'll, yeah. put that, we'll put that aside. Anyways. Tell us about Cabrella shipping. It's a nice concept uh, for collectors to explain how it all works. Yeah, no, thanks. So essentially what we did is we created this product um, to specifically ensure uh, sports cards, trading cards, and collectibles while in transit. And so one of the biggest things that I would hear is collectors, bulk submitters, breakers, everyone gets nervous when they don't have anything showing the proof of value of a card. So for example, if you're a breaker, you don't own any of those cards. As soon as you open those cards up, you don't own them anymore. The people who purchase spots in the break, they're the ones who own them. And so they have to try to come up with a value because there's no value associated with the cards because people just buy those spots in the breaks. So what we're able to do is we're able to allow breakers auction houses, uh, bulk submitters, a way to ensure their cards when there haven't been able, when there hasn't been any uh, sales on those cards yet. And then also we obviously insure cards after they've been sold, but where this really fits is for those unsold cards. So for example, uh, auction houses, um, when those cards are being shipped to the auction houses, again, there's no value. They've not been sold yet. And so this is a great way for, uh, let's say, customers of auction houses to be able to ensure their shipments at what their value should be versus if you have a loss with the carrier, you're not going to get anything because they're not going to accept eBay screenshots or auction other auction houses screenshots, whatever the case may be. They're going to say, what did it sell for? And you're going to say, well, it didn't sell yet. And so um, it, in Probably most collectors, uh, I know a lot of hobby shops do it for the bulk submitters. But when you're sending, again, something to PSA, Beckett, CSG, all the grading card companies, they're not sold yet. There's no sales value attached to them. So we can insure those cards at the market raw value. And then on the way back, we can insure them at the what they think they're going to grade out at. So again, we allow this because if you talk to um, anyone within the industry, when they're sending something that hasn't been sold, they're scared, right? A lot of people may not know how to ship correctly. Um, and so we offer the ability for them to insure it. And if they have, if it's not a, a very big uh, volume uh, customer, we can also allow them to create shipping labels from our website to be able to then ship and insure their products uh, cheaper than what they can get from the carriers directly themselves. All right, so th this may be a silly question. So I'm a collector, and I'm going to submit something to SCP Auctions. So I would call you and insure my, uh, whatever, my Babe Ruth card uh, so that you're covering the insurance from point A to point B to SCP. Once the once the 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 uh, the card is sold, all right, they auction the card off, and Rico wins the card. 
Does S can SCP insure that card with you to get it to Rico or the buyer or the, the buyer? buyer? I, you know, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So what a lot of auction houses do, and uh, uh, and not sure if this is how Mike's auction, uh, Mike's uh, SCP does it. Um, but a lot of the times they want to control the process as much as possible. So essentially they'll give a shipping label to their customers, customers to make it really easy to ship to them. So then we can ensure it at that leg. And then once it sells that SCP, we would then ensure it at that point as well. Gotcha. And the, the really good thing that what we do is, you know, we ensure for loss and damage, but more importantly, we ensure when um, let's call it porch piracy. That's probably the biggest things right now. There are actually individuals that will follow the carriers, UPS, FedEx, USPS. They'll follow those trucks into neighborhoods and they'll see all the packages and then they'll just pick them up straight up yeah, off, of off the door. Yeah. Yep. Porch so pirates. this policy, yeah, yep, porch pirates. So this policy protects against that because the biggest thing a carrier is going to say is, good, well, no, look, question. we... Well, yeah. yep, we deliver it's the critical. package very because right. tell you. yeah no it's great can i say uh, just to get into it a little bit no i i think it's it's critical that's not really that it, it, you have to do it Absolutely. if you don't do it it's silly an example like i ship my golf clubs to florida right and uh, can you that's say the company pay. yeah ship sticks okay and okay. they insure for nothing this this is them Okay, but even if they charge me something, it's worth I, it. I, I, it's absolutely worth it. They're thousand dollars. Now my clubs are worth about a hundred hundred bucks. Well, I was hoping that somebody would take. No, them. but hold on. Before we let you go, John Rico's making a good point. Does it have to be a collectible? I mean, if I if I well, want to ship if I want to ship a Sagai humidor to my brother in law in California, and I paid some money for it, can I insure that to ship? Or does it have yeah. to be a collectible? No. So uh, the collectible, uh, let's call it our collectibles insurance product, is something we just created. Okay. But uh, we've been in business for the past nine years. And so we insure everything underneath the sun from uh, uh, jewelry, luxury goods. Okay. You answered um, the question. You, if you ship it, we can insure it. All right. What is your website address? It's www.cabrella.com. Fantastic um, feel concept. Feel free to check it out. Great concept, John. Wishing you the best, and we're going to talk to you down the road. Yeah. Perfect. Take care. Take care, John. John Belgos from Cabrillo. It's a good concept. No, really. I mean, uh, I would. Especially if my car is really worth something, and I have to ship it. Your card card is worth a lot. No, not my card. No, you said said your card. Which one? The the $10,000 one. No, the one with Babe Ruth and me. That's another one. (laughs) All right, let's bring in our next guest. Uh, He's going to be with us for the bulk of the show, Mike Keyes from SCP Auctions. Mike, you're not going to believe this. This is the God's honest truth. We've talked about this in the past. Do you know that out there in collectibles world, there is a baseball that is circulating it's probably owned by somebody now. We have seen it, PSA, DNA, authenticated, signed by one Babe Ruth and Rico Petroselli. <laughs> <laughs> I told the guy, he says, you got Babe Ruth on here. What are, what are you, crazy? Some, some guy. Story. He says, I don't care. You how many years ago book. was that? 
four, five more, uh, maybe more. I don't even know. Go Some so guy fast. had a Babe Ruth signed ball, walked uh, up to I Rico and said, sick. you are my favorite player. Will you sign this? And Rico said, you don't want me to sign this. Babe Ruth. What are you kidding? God's honest truth. Isn't that unbelievable? The worth went down uh, about to, to <laughs> 500000 <laughs> Anyway, Mike Keats. priceless now. I, priceless. Really, uh, Mike Keys from SCP Auction. Mike, first of all, why don't you tell our, our viewers and listeners uh, what, your, what your role is at SCP? So I'm the COO at SCP Auctions. I've uh, been with them since 2019, and um, we're putting on a really, really outstanding sale right now. Uh, concludes on uh, April 29th at 7 p.m. I mean, uh, I went uh, onto the site, and uh, I want to go, I really want to address some of the items that you have uh, you know, starting with the uh, the fifty five tops, uh, Clemente. Tell us about that. <clears throat> uh, it's, it's it's a really gorgeous, clean copy. Um, you know, there's only six graded uh, higher on the PSA Pop Report. You don't see a lot of signed Clemente, uh, you know, memorabilia in the hobby in general, let alone his trading cards. So, um, you know, this, this card is, it's beautiful. We expect it to bring, you know, big dollars and uh, we're excited to offer that among many other, uh, autographed, uh, rookie hall of famers and stars in, in this sale. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, cause this guy, I really liked, uh, yeah, Steve Sachs. You have some uh, memorabilia from him, Steve. I always thought he was a classy guy, a good ball player. And, you know, he had that problem throwing for a while, Yeah, you know, and, uh, and another thing is, you know, he lost his his son in a uh, what was it a training flight crash? Training flight, yeah. And yep. Yep. Uh, he's he's a terrific guy. I mean, a good ball player, and I'm glad to see that uh, you know he's got some stuff out there. Yeah, why don't you tell us about some of his items? Sure, sure. So first of all, class act. What a joy to work with him. Um, it's guy. been a privilege to to handle his collection. <laughs> um, you know, the tragedy of uh, his son uh, John. Uh, a few years back uh, in that helicopter accident down here in Camp Pendleton. Uh, um, you know, it's awful. Um, a portion of the proceeds of all of this collection are going to go to uh, the Captain John Sachs Foundation that nice. uh, Steve put together. Um, but again, what a class act. Amazing to work with him. Um, two of the key items are his 81 and 88 World Series championship rings. Wow. Um, we expect those to do really well. They are in immaculate condition. You can see the ph photographs on the site. Um and uh, among many other game, used bats, jerseys, things of that nature. Um, it's just a pretty uh, awesome collection. Some autographed all-star balls, all the all-star games he participated in during his career. Um, and uh, my favorite piece is the uh, game-worn jersey that he wore while on deck during Kirk Gibson's uh, big oh, home wow. the ABA Very cool. series. Very so cool. That's a really, really cool piece. Nice. Hey, Rick, do you have? Uh, you still have your rings, your World Series rings? Yes, uh, I do. You have 67 and 75? You have, yeah. Th th let me ask, this, this is a silly question, but uh, the yeah. winners get a bigger, is the ring bigger for the champs than the, yeah. it is? Yeah, the the winning rings are, they're, they're absolutely beautiful and they're very, they're worth a lot. And uh, so I had the 67, I have an all-star ring that Mr. Yorkie gave us, pure gold. Really? With Bases, diamonds on the bases, and, and, and in the middle of the pitcher's mound. Beautiful ring. And uh, I'll take 500000 for it. But <laughs> no. Will, will you well, consider I, leaving it to me? <laughs> yeah. No, no. And then 75 was nice. The 75 ring was nice. It was uh, a <clears throat> big, big difference big than the 67, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. They're nice. They're beautiful. Uh, hey, Mike, I, I want to ask you about, you know, I'm looking at some of the auction items, and we're going to get into them, but a lot of vintage stuff. Are you guys, I mean, is it, is it strictly vintage, or do you have some modern or ultra-modern uh, items in there? No, no, we've got some modern uh, memorabilia. You know, of course, we've got some uh, game-worn jerseys from, you know, Pau Gasol uh, in the championship Lakers uh, seasons there. Derek Fisher, championship finals jerseys. We also have uh, a card that's, uh, you know, I don't have it in front of me. It's uh, it's signed by Jordan, Kobe, uh, Carmelo, and LeBron. And um, that's one of our top 25 lots. It's It's a really nice card. It's graded nine and a half by Beckett. Um, so yeah, of course we, we handle, uh, the whole gamut of, uh, memorabilia and, and trading cards from, you know, from the beginning of time until now. So, um, we also have, um, you know, in terms of vintage, we've got some, we've got vintage cards, we've got vintage game worn stuff. We've got vintage game used bats, we've modern game used bats. Uh, we've got modern jerseys. So yeah, the whole gamut. Hey, Mike, what determines, um, Obviously, placement in a catalog is hugely important. What determines uh, the placement in a catalog? For instance, like your, your, your number one lot or your top ten lots, is it, is it the value or is it what you think is going to attract collectors to look? How does that all work? Yeah. So there's, there's so many different variables, you know, sometimes it's a consigner's, you know, number one wish is to be top 10 in, in the, in the catalog. And of course the value and the significance of the item has to warrant uh, that decision for us. Uh, but, um, you know, value, scarcity, rarity, um, the attention it might grab. Um, also, you know, we've got some really great items that came in two days before we launched our auction that just, weren't going to be able to get into the catalog. We got Joe Jackson bat. Uh, we got a DiMaggio bat. We got some really nice Hall of Fame. We got Spawn's Hall of Fame ring. Very cool. So, yeah, certain things come in late that would probably go in a catalog. They just come in too late. Yeah. But, yeah, so many different variables. Some guys don't even care about the catalog. Uh, but we usually make those decisions based on, you know, historic significance, um, scarcity, value, of course, and, um course the, the the pr aspect of it all you know awesome. it's going to bring the most eyeballs to the uh, sale all right we're going to take a quick break mike keys from scp is uh, in the house he's going to spend another uh, good part of the show with us we've great. got a lot to talk about this, yeah this is a, a great auction great, great auction i want to find out about the talk a little bit about the 51 bowman so do banner. i so do i arguments I, over who's the rookie that's a great anyway, one. I, I own that card and that i it's, it aggravates me yeah hang in there we'll be right back <laughs> Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. 
Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Number six on the roster, but number six in our hearts. Number one in our hearts. <laughs> That's classic. All right, it is time for our segment, On Deck with Rico, brought to us by a good friend, Brian Dwyer, and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Mm. All right. This week's question was submitted by a gentleman. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> laughed when I saw this. Yeah, Mike, you get a, every week, Mike, uh, a listener or viewer submits a question. They get a free uh, Great sure. American. No, that's the polo shirt. Yeah. They get the sheet. So this, this was submitted by a gentleman. His name is Bill Dixon. Seven years old. It's a, you won't give me another It's one. a question and a question. It says, <laughs> Rico, with the Red Sox being so bad, what do you think of them moving you back to shortstop <laughs> and moving Kiki Hernandez to center. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but seriously, though, what are your thoughts on the Red Sox infield? Well, I want to hear this. No, I mean, uh, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, can you yeah. be unbiased? Well, Kiki, just- Kiki Hernandez shouldn't be at shortstop. He's an outfielder and a very good outfielder, but I know they have other people there uh, that they like. But... <clears throat> um, you know what? Shortstop and second are 
very important. To me, the catcher is the number one most important guy. But they've got to make that double play to get out of the out of the inning. If they don't, now the pitcher throws probably, who knows, another seven, eight pitches, ten pitches, maybe gets in more trouble. So the two guys there, uh, you know, if they can make those good plays, tough tough double plays, you can, you know, you can get by. Your but first baseman sucks too. Yeah, defensively they're not not a you know great team in the infield, obviously. With uh, and Devis is only three errors. Uh, I mean, Devis is not a great third baseman either. No, right no, now. he's not. He's not bad, but he's he's not great. You know, he makes some good, real good plays, then he'll throw a ball away or, or boot a ball. But no, uh, yeah, the, the middle infield is is really. Uh, Listen, I'll, I'll love to take over now for uh, I'll take the minimum seven hundred fifty thousand. You know what? Nineteen sixty-seven. The weight goes way back. The whole team plus the coaches and managers, the payroll was eight hundred sixty thousand. Imagine that, Mike. So now the the, the, uh, the rookies well, get eight hundred sixty thousand. All right. Hey. So, uh, Bill Dixon, good question. Uh, we will uh, text me uh, with your address, and we will get a T-shirt in the mail to you. All right, let's talk about that nineteen fifty-one Bowman Mickey Mantle card. Why don't you tell us about it, and then let's have a little discussion on it because that really aggravates. <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, it's one of our, uh, you know, it's one of my fo- most favorite offerings in this sale. It's uh, one of the most beautiful mantle autos I've. I've seen uh, come across my desk. Um, it's on his true rookie card, which I'm sure is what we're going to discuss in just a second. Um, now the card isn't, um, it's just graded authentic, but the, the autograph's graded at 10, a uh, beautiful auto. There's only, I think less than 27 that have autographs on them. And I think there's only five uh, that are dual graded by PSA. So really rare card. Um, and it's on his true rookie. So you don't see those every day, and it's really one of the nicest mantle autographs I've ever seen on any medium. You mentioned on one of the shows uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was on with you that the 52 mantle was a was a Topps All-Star, basically, really a Topps, because Topps had an, uh, made an All-Star rookie card. It has a little trophy on it. I, I'm on it. Yeah, but that wasn't a 52. No, no, no. I'm saying. Uh, oh, but I thought you said that there was a top. It was a no. Top I have a 53. I have a 53 tops, uh, Mike, signed mm-hmm. by Mantle. Uh, it, signed, nice card. Yeah, it's a beautiful card. He signed it in the late 50s, early 60s, but it's, it's signed in pen. But let's talk about the 51 Bowman. You know, I have uh, I bought a, I bought a, I bought one several years ago uh, with the hope that that card was really going to explode and escalate, and it has gone up, but it has gotten nowhere near the traction that I thought it was going to get, and it is the true rookie card. So I've asked this question to many, many auctioneers in the past. Why does the 52 Bowman get the love and the 51 Bowman, uh, 52 Tops get the love and the 51 Bowman doesn't? So I think part of it is the, uh, the lore of the 52 Tops, those high numbers that Tops ended up kind of discarding and they're at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> that am. story. So, I am. you know, the number 311 is one of the high numbers in that series. And so for that, reason not alone but that's one of the reasons that uh it's 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 more desirable and um there's just i think there's just less in circulation it is the most iconic possibly sports card in the entire hobby 
Um, and you know, that's, that's one of the reasons is the, is the scarcity and the story behind it all. Um, the 51 Bowman is his true rookie card. So if you're looking for, you know, a true rookie, you're, you're going to want to collect that 51 Bowman. I also think the tops product and the tops brand name also is, you know, there it's an icon in, in uh, sports card. Well, aesthetically, I mean, aesthetically the top, the 52 tops is more appealing aesthetically. Yeah. Uh, but versus the 51. Why uh, that you said, why, why don't they accept it? Who is it that really won't accept it? Is it the auction houses? Is it the, uh, supply and demand. You know, uh, who is just that they don't seem to want to say, it's yeah. Su- supply and demand. Yeah. Okay. So, I, mean, I you know, I don't, I don't understand it, but that's the way it it's is. aggravating. All right, let's yeah, talk about it. Is. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, so you also have, if I recall, uh, you've got a 54 tops Aaron rookie card. Uh, tell us about that one. That's an, another auto card. Yeah, that's that's signed. There's there's over 50 autographed, uh, graded um, rookies, Hall of Famers, and stars. Uh, Aaron's one of them. It's his rookie card. It's a nine autograph. Um, so an, another really uh, big time offering in terms of autographed trading cards in this sale. Um, it, it's a beautiful card. Uh, you know, we're hoping that it, it achieves a, a big number, just like all these other uh, high end autograph cards as well. But uh, Really great collection came through our door, and, and uh, some of them were ungraded when, when we received them. And so a lot of this stuff's fresh to the hobby as well. Hmm. Uh, that 54 Aaron's not one of the ones that's fresh to the hobby, but um, it's part of this whole collection of autographed cards uh, th- that we're offering. You got uh, probably the best, it's arguably the best player ever played in the major leagues, Willie Mays. And to me, I saw him. I played against him spring training. Also, he he was. I mean, Ruth is, of course, you know, iconic. But he wasn't he, that big either, was he? No, he was five eleven, one hundred and eighty pounds. He was he was strong as a bull. But I I can't figure this out. I mean, why don't people? Why isn't there more interest? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, we, Mace does get a lot of love, but there's a but here. It's it's yeah. again he he's he's not at the at that that pinnacle the top of the of the of the charts why yeah it's funny you mentioned that we were talking about this in the office the other day uh, our VP of consignments Brandon Wells a big Giants fan and one of the he's talking about how Maze is the best ever and you know I don't disagree at all the problem is is he's not on the Yankees he wasn't on the Yankees right and I think if you put him plug him in on one of those Yankees teams where they want a bunch of world series, he's going to be legendary status. You know, he already is a legend, but I think you put him on the Yankees. uh, He's going to have a bigger name than mantle, uh, possibly a bigger name than Ruth potentially, because he'll have those world series under his belt. I don't think that he would, you know, if anything, he probably would help them win more championships. He was on on the New York giants for a while. And of course they moved out to San Francisco. I'm going to ask you a question. That's some great teams there. I'm going to ask you a question. I know that you had a nice relationship with him, but I've, I've read that both Willie Mays and Hank Aaron could have played for the Red Sox. Yes. And, and they passed on him because of their color. Is that true? uh, This is a little longer story than it, uh, than uh, that, um, yeah, I mean, both of them tried out <clears throat> in the Red Sox, and some say that it was just 
a thing, you know, because they were getting a, a lot of uh, criticism from the legislature in in Boston and, of course, the big leagues, uh, the commissioner's office. And so they went through this so that they could say, hey, we... Oh, uh, you know, so we, uh, yeah. we gave them the opportunity. We gave them the opportunity, yeah, but, wow. you know, they really... They, they know, weren't we interested. Use it. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. <laughs> we had Chad... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely a factor as well, the... Uh, you know, of course, the, the time and place and history, unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. there's no Shame. doubt. Uh, we're chatting with Mike Keyes from SCP Auction. Mike, let's switch gears for a minute and let's talk about the modern market. Is the modern market softening a little bit? I mean, I think it has. All you got to do is look at the numbers and, and you look at the, the volume of modern stuff that's, that's floating around out there. I, I, I don't know if it's become saturated or, or what, but and there's certainly some really great blue chip modern stuff still out there floating around. But I just think that it's just it's just been so heavily consumed and with, with the correlation to stock markets, um, uh, NFTs and, and things like that. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of, um, uh, of modern trading going on in conjunction with all of that, um, uh, Bitcoin and, and, and the, the way the market was fluctuating. Um, and now that that's down right now, I think that, that, that's trending in the same direction. Um, and I think we had this conversation last time I was on Tom, um, you know, the, the vintage market is always going to be stronger yeah. in my opinion. No, I mean, I, it's I it's kind of just, it's a, it's a solid rock foundation. Modern stuff's great. There is some great blue chip modern that's still doing phenomenal. Um, you look at modern basketball, still killing it. There's still some big numbers coming out. Um, and, and, and modern football as well. Um, so you know, anything with trout or Tani right now, you should, I, I'd be, you know, I would, I would collect that stuff and, and not, not just from a collecting standpoint, just because, you know, I'm a fan, but also I think that there is some upside still in a lot of this, this modern stuff. You just got to buy the right products, you know, the national treasures and, and, and the higher end products and, and make sure that you're getting them graded in, in those high grade slabs and just hold them. Wonder who, who who's buying the moderns? Are the younger collectors mostly, uh, or you think some of the uh, vintage collectors took a sh took a chance with some of these Dipping guys? Their toe in? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, uh, yeah, co combination of it all. There, I, I think you know that certainly the the younger generations have collected a lot of the modern stuff because sure. you know, initially it was more affordable, and it still kind of is more affordable if you're just you know. The guys that are buying breaks are taking a chance, kind of like a buying a lotto ticket or something. Hmm. Seem to be a younger generation, but certainly there's some guys who have, have some really robust vintage collections who have dabbled in the modern market as well. Um, you know, collecting is fun, right? And it's it's not all about dollars and cents all the time. It's it's just it's a fun thing to do. And if you're sure. following the game now, you want to pick up some great stuff from some of the the modern greats as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're watching some phenomenal things happen in the game right now with, with like I said, Trout and Otani in the World Baseball Classics. Like, who wouldn't want a cool, you know, Trout card or Otani card right now? I mean, those guys are really amazing to watch. Sorry, I'm biased at talking about no, my that, angels. No, that's, that's true. Are you kidding? Both great players. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, Mike, you have – there's one here that jumps out at me, lot 12 uh, – March 4th, 1946, Jackie Robinson, earliest and first ever original photograph in organized baseball taken on the first day of spring training with the Montreal Royals. Uh, it's a type 1 PSA DNA authenticated, man. Tell us about that bad boy. Oh, massive, massive piece. I love anything Jackie Robinson, but I love even more anything, you know, rookie or rookie season 
uh, uh, Jackie. And that photograph is beautiful. There's two of them. I think 12 and 13 are, are both uh, right. similar. He's wearing his Montreal uh, uniform. Uh, but it's right before he got called up and um, beautiful photograph. Uh, I, I think both those photos are going to exceed the $50,000 mark if you're talking dollars and cents. But if you're just a collector, I mean, this is history, right? And it's it's baseball history. It's uh, social justice history. It's there, There's so many different variables when you talk about Jackie and, and what he did for the game of baseball. Um, he's, in my opinion, you know, you said Willie Mays is one of the best baseball players ever. I think Jackie's one of the most athletic uh, oh, uh, baseball players ever to play. He's fun to watch. And, yeah. and I, you know, I wish there was more footage of him playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah. he's just, he was just outstanding athlete. So, yeah. uh, but that photograph is phenomenal. So both those photos are phenomenal. Did you ever see uh, him? I had the honor of meeting him. Oh, you did? I was gonna... Oh yeah. Oh geez. At an event and uh, just class guy. And he really fought for, and he kept mentioning it and mentioning it about uh, uh, <clears throat> the black uh, uh, managers having more black uh, managers in the game. When you, and, uh, when you think of that, there are three guys that stick out that really that really led led the cause: mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, and Bill Russell. Those three athletes yeah. really, really, really uh, absolutely uh, did. They did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Hey, uh, Mike, we got a few minutes left. Uh, memorabilia. It seems as though memorabilia over the last year or two has really, I'm talking good quality vintage memorabilia has really picked up ahead of steam. Uh, true? A hundred percent. I guess if you want to call Michael Jordan vintage now too, right? You know, his a pair of his sneakers from the '98 final sold for two point two million last week at Sotheby's. So, uh, yeah, me- memorabilia has really, you know, for the right stuff, it has really taken off. You know, I I have a client, you know, that was looking for a Ruth gamer, and those are very hard to find. And I said the next one that comes to market is going to be, I think, well over ten million. Unbelievable. Uh, the, the last one sold in 2021, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, for 6.6. So, you know, I, I think – what's that? No, I was going to say that's a, that was a yeah. bargain. That's like, hey, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. I, so, I, you know, vintage uh, game-worn stuff in particular is, is doing really well. And then you mentioned the Jackie photo. I think you see some Type 1 photographs starting to just go to the moon. Um the Paul Thompson Babe Ruth photo we sold last auction record for any Paul Thompson photo, any Ruth photo went for 168,000. That's unbelievable. Uh, the, yeah. the, these numbers are, are they're mind boggling. And, and if you look at rarity, scarcity, and, and just overall, just collectability, you know, when you look at memorabilia, especially game worn stuff and, and original photos that just have really low population uh, significance to them, it, you're not going to see that in cardboard. It's just, it's a whole different game. It's, it's a whole different uh, 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 echelon of just collecting. It's, it's the true rare stuff that these guys have, you know, you look at game used bats, the guys held them, the, the game worn jerseys, they wore these in game in action, sometimes in world championship games and uh-huh. scenarios. So, you know, I think from a collectability standpoint, there's just, it's just way more important. Fantastic. Mike, uh, uh, we get a lot of uh, collectors that watch and listen. What advice do you have to them for this the, this year? You know, going forward, uh, how they what they may, should look for, or you know, 
What's your opinion on it? We got about a minute left, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just make it brief. And this is what I tell every client is collect what you love, you know, and the rest will take care of itself. You know, if you're collecting guys who you love to watch, then you're going to be happy whether you're making an investment or not. It's, it's an investment in what you love. I'm a Lakers fan. I will collect Lakers players. I'll collect the D'Angelo Russell uh, pair of sneakers, right? And Because he's on the Lakers right now. It's something I love. Yeah. You know, whether it, it takes off and there's a huge investment aspect of it in the future, great. Uh, but if I'm talking about pure investment, I, I would always steer my clients toward blue chip vintage. I mean, that's yeah. just, that stuff Pretty never fails. So. Your website address? www.scpauctions.com. Our auction concludes April 29th at 7 p.m. It's the 2023 spring premiere. And uh, call us. Our customer service is second to none. Email us. We will get back to you with any questions you have about any of the lots. Mike Keys, thanks a lot for coming aboard. Make sure you say hi to Mr. Cola for us. (laughs) Absolutely. uh, Wishing you guys the best. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Take care. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the one, the only, our good pal, Joe Orlando, uh, Executive Vice President of Heritage Auctions, former president of PSA, chairman of the board of Collectors Universe, on the board of directors for the uh, United Petroleum Company. No, I'm just kidding. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Christine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction, specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden Auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. 
It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay vault is just as easy. Every card in the vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay vault. Well, the eBay, eBay vault is uh, climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing <laughs> to sell process. You're going to see the look on Orlando's face. What's watching you read? It's hysterical. Joe, what, wait to the next one, Joe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rico. Oh, no, no. Let's talk about our friend Charlie Perino and J.R.I. Cards. Well, all right. That's what I'm doing. 
Rico, if you want to have an absolute blast at obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you got to check out JRI cards. Our Paisan, Charlie the Iron Ripper, Perino, along with Money Marco, Dollar Dollar Girls, and the JRI gang give you the chance to participate in opening a graded, unopened, and sealed fresh wax or cello pack of your favorite sport or non-sport. Who knows? You may wind up with a Mantle, Jordan, a Gretzky, a Brady, or even a Tom Zappala. No, our Petroselli. It's easy. You buy in, Charlie opens the pack, and you get a pack of fresh cards. It's that simple. As, as a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, yeah. the guys at JRR Cards will even have it graded for you uh, on the house. Yeah. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, JRI is the hottest card-pulling show. <laughs> on the internet. Wow. Uh, Charlie, I'm sorry, Charlie. We should be paying you. Charlie and his staff make it fun, entertaining, and enjoyable with his collection of hats, sound effects, and yes. You may even see him wearing a leather helmet from Rico Petroselli's days playing for Newt Rockney, uh, and you will love it. Guy. And let's not forget that JRI donates a part of their proceeds to various charities, so check out their charity breaks. Go to jricards.com. For more information, and you will be digging up cardboard treasures. But it says on the house. Yeah, that means they'll pay. What's for it. on the they'll house? They'll pick up the tab, huh? Well, you to... got to go on the house to do that. No, they'll, they'll pay. Oh. All right, let's bring in our good friend from Heritage Auctions, Executive hey. Vice President Joe. Hey, you got to understand when he reads. Oh, he, it's he, like it's no, him. it's yeah, when he, he's he gets... reading anything out loud. It's like rolling the dice. You do understand <laughs> that, right? I, I, I want to, you know. Clear, set the record straight here. I was not laughing at Rico's reading. I was thinking to myself, on a bad day, could I put my children in the eBay vault? It's climate <laughs> security. I just, I was, I was reading to Rico just off all those things. And I'm thinking, maybe it could be an option. I don't know. Oh, God. Let's, let's talk to them about that. <laughs> Joe Orlando, Executive Vice President, Heritage Auctions, obviously, mm-hmm. former president of PSA and chairman of uh, Collectible, whatever the name of that company. I don't even know what the name of the company is. Collectors. What is It's Collectors now, right? And that's the name of it. Anyway, Joe, you guys have a blockbuster auction that's already started that ends on May 26th, correct? No, actually, it's uh, it, it goes May 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you then. That's good. I, I, explain to me how this works. So I have a card in that auction, yeah. and people are already bidding on it. How does that work? <laughs> I'm a little work? I'm a little slow. Will you explain this to me? <laughs> okay, let's go. We'll start here. So what we do is we actually start the auction weeks in advance. So it gives people the opportunity to put in bids because as you know, your your experienced uh, hobby guy, Tom, there's an extended bid, uh, bidding Correct. period. Okay. In order to qualify to get into that extended bidding period, you have to have at least one bid in on all the items that you'd like to participate on. So by having it, you know, by giving people, you know, weeks before gives them time to think, prepare, kind of, you know, strategize whatever they want to do. And then when those three sessions close, you know, 11th, 12th and 13th, Gives them plenty of time to get in those qualifying bids. Because, by the way, my wife is very, very pleased with the bidding so far. I just thought I'd throw that out. I have out a question, <laughs> Joe. Can can a person who uh, gives you the uh, the item can they take it out in the middle of the auction? You know, the, the bidding. 
In other words, let's say there's a something a, happens and he, he doesn't whatever he, it is. Can you can, can you pull it in? You you could do that, but then we would sick Saul Goodman, the attorney. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, what happens if the bid is really low? Tough. That's your problem. That's, You're rolling the it. dice. Oh, okay. You're right. rolling the dice. All right. Yeah. No, that's just one of us. Joe, what do you off the top of your head? I know you don't have stuff in front of you. Some of the other items in the auction off the top of your head, because I know you guys have a zillion items that come through. Oh there. yeah. No, it's it's like most of our major catalog auctions. There's a little bit of everything. Um, there's an incredible 52 tops collection. Uh, a lot of these cards originated from the Lionel Carter collection, oh, which yeah. was, he was a pioneer in the hobby and. Sold off his collection. I think it was about maybe 12, 15 Yeah, I, actually, I bought a couple of his his T206s. Hmm. He did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are dozens of high-grade 52 tops, nines. There's even several tens in the auction. You know how oh. tough those are. So it's an incredible opportunity for someone who wants to upgrade or actually start a high-grade 52 tops collection. Um, we have a lot of vintage unopened. Uh, we have this incredible collection of exhibit cards. They're autographed exhibit cards, including a signed Garrig rookie, which is a wow. 1925 exhibit. I mean, card. how many of those? How many of those things exist? There's only a handful that are autographed. Um, so that it's a it's a very very sought after card. Um, we have a really interesting array of tickets um, from all the way. You know, it's like a hundred year span of tickets, practically going back to the you know the Black Sox. Uh, you know, World Series uh, all the way through, you know, Michael Jordan's debut, Michael Jordan's uh, title game in the NCAA finals, um, the, the Tom Brady's first Super Bowl autographed. I mean, there's just a little bit of everything. I mean, it makes collectors wish they had a little bit more uh, money <laughs> lying aside to to bid, but that's there's quite a diverse, yeah. uh, you know, I, menu of stuff this time around. That's what happens when you go on their site. It's like, are you oh, freaking yeah. kidding me? I mean, I, I, you know, I want to bid on this. I want to bid on this. I want to bid on this, but I can't afford to bid on this, this, and this. It's like, well, I mean, it's just amazing. It's like, it's like one after another, one after another. Joe, I have a question uh, regarding uh, a collection that I have that, you know, as, as you know, and you and I have talked uh uh, off, off the year, oh. uh, you know, I'm in the process of kind of downsizing my collection uh, for a lot of reasons. Other than I want to, I'd rather you know downsize it and then buy a few higher end items. Um, I have a collection of Red Sox, not Red Sox, Boston, starting with the Boston Americans. I have one program from every year of their existence starting in 1901, and the first 25 or 30 of them are, in fact, scored. And I've been researching the particular games. Like, for instance, uh, this particular game in 1901, Cy Young was the winning pitcher. There was only 1,900 people that uh, I went on baseball reference, got all that information. Am I better off, because I am going to be, uh, you know, getting rid of that at some point in time. Am I better off selling them in lots of two, three, four, sell the whole thing off? <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's the longest question I've ever I heard mean, in my well, life. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend for something like that? Jeez. Yeah, I, I would recommend, I'm in, in a situation like that, if there are programs, if there are program scorecards that relate to a really 
really important game. moment in sports history. So, something, you know, individual accomplishment, yeah. team accomplishment, something that really stands out. I would, I would separate those out as an individual lot. For the most part, though, I would lot them up because it's a, it's a very specific collector that you're targeting as someone who's looking to, to sort of build a collection or, or fill in some holes there. So unless it, it's the same thing with like a ticket, for example, right. if a ticket pertains to a really memorable moment in sports history, then that's sort of a, a standalone item. If it's sort of a generic ticket, nothing really special happened that then then it then it would be more of a lot. Gotcha. Uh, okay, that's good to yeah. know. And yeah. the only the only I'm keeping thirteen of them, and you know what those thirteen are. I'm keeping the only ones I'm keeping is I I I put the arm on Mr. Petroselli, and I you signed every book, yeah, every program book from every year you play. You're gonna keep those? I'm gonna keep those. That's well, what I'm well, keeping. The other ones are. Don't you think the other ones are worth? Uh, well, I'll, I'll get rid of those at some point. Jeez. Anyways, Joe, uh, let's talk about some of the shows that are going on these days are off the charts. Have you been attending any of them? I have not been to any real recent uh, shows, but our team has been, <laughs> as usual, you know how deep our team goes. I mean, we are all over the place, all over the country on a lot of these shows. And I think the activity overall has been pretty strong. Now, you're going to be at the National, I'm assuming, with the Heritage crew? Of course, yeah. No, looking forward to that very much. I think everyone loved the Chicago venue, so it's going to be uh, exciting times there. And, you know, I know John, John, uh, John Brogy's done a great job over the years, and uh, this is uh, his exit uh, with Joe Drellick taking over. We've talked about it on the air with Joe uh, after this year. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, Joe's pretty, you know, he's, he's pretty, uh, what's the word? He's got some, some really good ideas coming down the pike. Yeah, I think, I think the industry as a whole is excited for someone like Joe to come in because he's a lifetime Hobbyist. Like he understands the psychology of the collector, what the attendees are looking for, what the dealers are looking for, the auction houses are looking for. So I think uh, people are excited to see what Joe will do with it. And people are interested to see how, you know, as we look forward, if if it's a similar rotation in terms of cities and venues or if it becomes more of a standardized thing. But I think uh, I think people feel like it's in very good hands with Joe. We are chatting with yeah. Joe Orlando, from, uh, Executive Vice President of Heritage Auctions. Hey, by the way, a programming note: if you notice my hat this week, yes, this is an official Savannah Bananas hat. And next week, uh, special guest, we're going to have some fun with Enrico. Will be on with us along with Danny Wilkin from Memory Lane, Jesse Cole. The owner of the Savannah Ban Bananas is going to be joining us. For those of you that don't know, it's a fun team to watch. I basically equate them. They are the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah. Funny, yeah, funny guys, uh, very talented, and uh, they're a lot of fun. So yeah. Jesse will be uh, joining us next week. That'll be nice. Uh, Joe, we got a couple of minutes left. So you've, you've got a big auction coming now. When's your next auction? I mean, take us through your auction schedule. Yeah, I mean, we're doing one, what I would characterize as a larger auction every month, basically. And we also have our weekly. So you you, you mentioned the national coming up. So our next platinum sale, which is kind of the, the, the sale that has the greatest cachet, if you will, that'll happen in August and we'll have a great display. Of course, you, you've come by the booth many ah. times before. We'll have a, an incredible display put on as we always do uh, of a lot of those items that will be featured in the platinum sale in August but 
Between now and then, we're wrapping up a showcase in April. We've got that blockbuster auction in May coming up. We have another one in June, another one in July. Doesn't end. Of course, the platinum sale in August. And by the way, we have weekly sales. So there, there, there are sort of levels for all different types of items. But yeah, we... The hamster wheel is is real. So, <laughs> lot, lot of uh, lot of collectibles moving through the heritage uh, office. We got about a so, Yeah, I uh, internationally. Is uh, heritage doing anything internationally in some of these other countries? Yeah, well, the the beauty of I think it being associated with heritage is because we have so many other verticals. I mean. We're just sports, but right. we have dozens of other verticals. Uh, all of that. Yeah. For bones, the jewelry, the yeah. comic books. Wow. And so we have an international presence um, in a lot of these other verticals, which in, in turn helps us in sports because our customers who are global customers can can reach out to their local offices and people that they can, you know meet in person and do business with us uh, you know, overseas. So yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely have a very large international presence. Joe, last question: Are you liking it? How are you liking your your your, your new experience? I, I, I love it. it. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's, I mean, you guys know the great team of, of people over there at Heritage, so it's been fun. It's been rewarding. Um, it's nice to be on this side of it, um, yeah. this side of the business. Uh, it's it's just you know, I mean. For someone like myself that really enjoys the material and enjoys the relationships and the people, it's the perfect place to be. Fantastic. Great. Great. We're happy for you. Uh, HA.com. Is that the website? HA.com. Go and bid. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you to bid on the uh, Tycob Green PSA 3 card, but, you know, if you want, feel free. Uh, just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, with that being said, Joe, say hi to all the guys uh, at Heritage yeah. and uh, – Rico, Thanks, good to Joe. be back with you, man. Thanks, Joe. Good to be good, back. Good to be back. Good yeah. to be anywhere. First time we've been back truth. together for three months. We've been in Florida. Yeah. And uh, to our viewers and listeners, as always, you guys have been absolutely incredible with the support. We're dumbfounded, to be honest with you. We're pretty, it's like shocking, but we love it. With that being oh, said, sure. happy collecting. Take care. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.